we do have two hours already, so maybe this is part three. Maybe. Okay, maybe it is part three. <laughs> we should stop part... saying it. Yeah. <laughs> part three. <laughs> part three. <laughs> but anyway, um, actually, I know what I'll get you to do. Um, I will get you to actually. This podcast is sponsored by Colgate Whitening, White Optic, to have white teeth like mine. So no sponsorships yet, okay. <laughs> no, I was going to say I'll get you to read out my intro because I'm like that oh, would yeah. be great. So that like part by part three at least, you know, they'll be like, oh, it's like yeah, okay. introduce right, right. I'm, I'm happy to read the intro. What, what That's great. Mm. I will give you, you this. It. Welcome to Black Mentality, where we aim to intersect our daily black experiences with our mental health needs. What does that mean? trying to achieve a state of mental wellness in this economy as a black person. And I'd like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the traditional owners of this nation. And I'm coming to you from Darug and Gandagara land. My name is Xavier Mulenga, and we have Tracy. And this is Black Mentality. Yes, it is. <laughs> I loved it. God, I guess you have No, no, but you have a great voice though. Like for it, like, I actually feel like you actually have a great podcast voice. I don't, I don't Thank yeah, you. Honestly, like legit. I'm like, oh, that was smooth. <clears throat> Let me try and like do it better next time. I like the way smooth. you do it. <laughs> smooth, smooth operator. <laughs> no need to ask. <laughs> smooth. Anyway, like focus. let's get back to it. I know this is how we end up having two hours of content. Yes. But anyway. Yes, Xavier. Yes, so continuing Tracy. on from last time. Mm. Um... If you remember, we don't really... Well, it's going to be a continuation, so we won't really need to give a background to the article again. But um, we were talking about your article, Black we- black Men and White Women. Yeah, essay. The relationship. essay? Oh, sorry, yes. Essay, because mm-hmm. he's an essayist. I keep for- forgetting this. Black pseudo-scholar is what I go as. No. Claim it. Claim you're, it. You're an Australian essayist. Oh, actually, no. I'm a Zambian-Australian essayist. I apologize. Yes, please, I took out please one um, identity there. Oof, so killed sorry. my Zambian roots. In <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah, so, yeah, so we're talking about your essay. Mm. And uh, we're just I'm just more or less dissecting it by asking you more specific questions about what you meant in that essay. Yeah, of so course. So we're continuing from that. Mm. And... Um, but I'm enjoying myself, so you guys better be enjoying yourselves too. But either way, <laughs> <laughs> the next question I had for you was, mm-hmm. do you think black men hate black women? Ooh, that one is very loaded. Yeah, it is. No yeah. is the first thing I want to say that comes out of my mouth. And I think sometimes we have one of those things where it's, a, you know, the... Was it, the empty vessels make the loudest noise. Mm, mm, so usually mm, when we ask those questions, I think we usually ask it to people who already we know are quite defensive mm, and mm. give you just very simplified answers like, oh yeah, black women are so aggressive, black mm, women don't mm. at me. And we throw all these really, I, 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 for lack of a better word, just these very negative traits mm. to being asked critical questions. Yes. Then, yeah. And I think something I did right somewhere after I started dissecting that question a mm. bit was that... It's not that black men hate black women. Mm. It's just that we don't know how to answer questions from women. And we also, and black women give us this, I think I said black women ask the best questions. Yes, they do. Because what I was trying to say there is that culturally, Mm. they know us better than we know us. They know us quite well. So if Mm. I meet a Zambian woman here Mm. or a Zimbabwean woman, culturally we're quite very similar. Mm. So our, our starting off reference in relationship would be a little higher. 
Mm. So, but so they can actually be more critical of certain things I do because yeah, I can't similarities and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I if I say something like, "Oh, this is how it's done in my country," mm-hmm. you can sort of lie when you're amongst non-African people. But then when you're amongst <laughs> your people, they'll be like, yeah, "That's yeah, nonsense. That yeah. does not happen in any of our tribes." Mm-hmm. Also, you're just being selfish, yeah. or you're doing this like, "Oh no, culturally, this is how it is." Like, yeah, whatever, yeah. you know. So yeah. that that that's the one. Mm-hmm. But I do think a lot of it sometimes comes back to not knowing our position in the relationship sometimes because yeah, if yeah. you ask black men what they think their role is in relationships now mm-hmm. i think it's for, for some of us a bit complex or it's a bit confusing because mm-hmm. if we go to our parents generation and the ones before then or all the clearly defined yeah, yeah were clearly defined roles you know you really just were the breadwinner you came home did this thing wife more or less did everything else mm-hmm. if you had lots of money you could provide for her and you'd yeah. be like oh look i bought my wife this and that you know and back at home it's just a very class thing mm-hmm. depending where you live you live in a nice complex gated community yeah. send mm-hmm. your kids to those good schools yeah. you know um so you, you sort of in your mind you've got these very set roles mm-hmm. but ultimately when you come here we talk about equality and we need to actually change the dynamic mm-hmm. so a lot of us have to pick up the slack mm-hmm. and then if we don't I find that we'd, we'd get more criticism for our own people. So mm. black women yeah. than white women. Because white women, I guess, until they get to know you well and culturally, mm. they can only talk in generalizations. Yeah. You yeah. know? Mm. So that's that's it. So I guess it's a long roundabout way of answering that question. But there are some people, I think, who actually do think they hate black women. Yeah, yeah you know? it's very true. Because I suppose some of the behaviors that you do see and in social media, obviously, we know mm. everything's heightened there. But like, would you say... There, there is some justification to that like in terms of the evidence that we we do see that mm-hmm. a lot of black men have I suppose poor taste when it comes to black women in, in terms of what their behaviours poor oh, taste in, the in terms of their behaviours yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and that that makes you question I suppose like again are they actually and I get what you meant that like it's not just a simplified response to this particular question oh yeah no definitely but there's evidence there, like to there show is. that there's a lot of disrespect and there's a lot of um, disrespect. Again, with that disrespect, it comes from a place of actual like dislike. I would say for some people. Yes, and I think for a lot of those things are painted by, I guess, people's past personal experiences mm-hmm. with women or black women. Yeah, because you're right. A lot of those, a lot of rappers are very. They say very uh, anti-black statements. Or very, yes, that's the word. Misogynoir. <laughs> I, I learned that one recently. Yes, definitely a lot of them do that. And it's... it's, it's That's a problem with these people. They get given the, the biggest... They've got the fan base and the resources mm, to just mm. go and say silly things. Like even Little Wayne and said silly things. So many Kodak Black. Like You can mention even just even NBA players. Right yes, I know, I know. But we have to mention them because they get so much airplay. Mm, mm. But we don't give enough airplay to those happily yeah. married black couples, which are wherever they are, which, you know. <laughs> so, Jada and Will. Jada and Will. I, yeah, listen, they're still together getting through stuff. Mm, you know, so. They have an arrangement that works well for them. Entanglements could be a thing. But <laughs> Let's find another one, please. <laughs> yeah, but we, we, Barack we, and Michelle. Like, yeah, let's the, go with the that. The most famous one that we know. Yeah, you know, let, let's go with that. Mm. You know? But even for, for that, I feel it's actually... A lot of people, even if you are Barack, mm. you need pull of his weight. Like he's, you know, I think that's even worse for Michelle. We have to read a yeah, book. Yeah. This guy's ambitions cause lots of stress in their relationship. Yes. To be honest. Yes. So I actually, yeah, I, I listened to her book and mm-hmm. I, I tell you, oh, Michelle can serenade me any day with her voice. It's, it's ah, she's, see, 
Oh, she speaks amazing. And Are they she... could have had none of this presidential nonsense and lived yeah. a very happily, mm. comfortable mm. thing. Barack could have gone off, done because his thing. So she... capable. Yeah. yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. And then this presidency, I'm surprised it didn't break that marriage, which I guess shows that they had to have some sort of talk about it yeah. obviously there was lots of arrangements like you know he's always was home for dinner with the mm, kids mm. he had to really put in the time oh i i, I don't doubt it i think yeah. they really had to put in the work because they did also seek um uh, marriage counseling. counseling yes yeah so that was actually great so i was it like is... even better yeah oh, we should all do that uh, trust mm. me as someone who's been through couples yeah. counseling i mm. tell you, you we should all do that yeah, yeah, earlier yeah. than later but yeah so it yeah, just yeah. goes to show we need to put up those after examples oh yeah <laughs> listen after the second date if you're talking marriage counseling maybe or couples counseling maybe you should be elsewhere yeah. but uh, but it's good to know the red flags really yeah, yeah. but i think we need we need even just a regular day-to-day couples i think yeah. we see a lot more positive uh positive let's say white people white men white women relationships on tv media you just see the average yeah, joe blogs because, yeah. having this thing with his wife they yeah. picket fencing yeah. but for black people we have but to do this black excellence it's that privilege though, that they 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 feel so comfortable to be able to show them doing nothing because again society will accept that whereas mm-hmm. for us we know that like you will still need to move mountains before you can actually just be like considered to get a tv role or something that's why i love um i know insecure didn't really highlight all the positive couples out there you know but, it did not <laughs> but it at least actually points out to just the woes that we actually go through like mm. you know as like black people even though it's an american context i think we could all relate to some degrees yeah yeah we've all had some kind of lawrence we've all had some kind of team lawrence there. yeah so we've had different types yeah yeah but anyway so yeah so you think black men do not hate black women no i don't yeah. think so it, um, but we have funny ways of trying to show our mm-hmm. version of love mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. appreciation yeah i think that's where we struggle and we we just probably need to be as black men really get on these platforms mm. and actually talk about okay you're so defensive because all of us say the same thing like i have a, I have a black mother i have a black sister the number of times we, we yeah. i hear that line being used yeah i mean i've used it before in the past yeah. I, I apologize yeah. but i it's... you can you can still be anti-black you can still be very misogynistic like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then for, but then for us when we hear that we're like we've been dismissed i've just told you my mom who i worship and my sister then you tell me like i can still be hating misogynoir and uh, you know it's a trigger me and i think we just need to come out there and then actually let's say if we had a show of black men together saying hey how do you show appreciation for black women so everyone goes wait but you did have um that this is a shameless plug for you that um black boy magic oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that was an avenue technically like where you actually did gather black men around but you were talking more mental health yes that was mental yeah you you have these conversations because this is wildly important and Again, that representation that we don't see here, like mm-hmm. on TV and whatnot, we can actually get it from our own web series, like we were talking about before. Yes. This is the representation that we need. Yeah. yeah. And I think we also have to throw, a lot of us are men throwing our own opinions in a yeah. safe space. That's yeah. why it was good to have that, you know, Black Boy Magic, Black Boy Magic 2, just Google it on YouTube, you find it. But anyway, um, <laughs> but just essentially having different types of black men just saying what they want feeling safe amongst yeah. other black men mm-hmm. and obviously showing some respect i don't need yeah. to go in there and we start dissing on anyone yeah, but yeah, someone just yeah. maybe even points out what negative experience did you have with black women that really took you off and then yeah. is it true that you you never have that with white women my friend yeah. or you know is that is that true like yes, you're living yeah. this mm. different life yeah, yeah. and i think then we can dissect it and when you're amongst mm. your safe space that your boys i suppose yeah. <laughs> because there's uh, i guess just to that point about like what negative experience did you have that you 
think you didn't have with white women. Mm. I know we do feel things strongly with our own or people that we resonate more so with. So it makes sense as to why we feel more attacked or more hurt by the people that look like us. But in saying that, it's like that cognitive dissonance really needs to be addressed there. Yes. (laughs) Don't worry, black women, we hear you. We're going to address this. You should see the eyes I'm getting here. Um, it's very kind eyes. <laughs> kind eyes. Let's let's go with that. Let's run with that for the sake of this this, this episode. You want to make it to the end, anyway. <laughs> I joke. <laughs> I joke. Wow, the true colors are coming out. I know the true colors came out. I didn't have to say anything, but okay. Okay. Well, it actually is um, a really good segue into what I was going to talk about, which is um, reasons for black men's difficulty engaging well in meaningful conversations mm. so you actually did talk about that in your essay yes i had to like slow it down and remind myself that it's an essay and <laughs> just the articles were, 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 yeah, yeah so i was actually going to ask you mm-hmm. should there be an analysis on black men's attachment styles with their mothers <laughs> Listen, we do not have the whole whole night for this episode. But I know, it's a simplified response. Yeah, simplified. Yeah. Okay, you know something. I think we should we should actually, mm. and I think we should do it both ways. Um, that um, really strong son and mother dynamic, yeah, yeah. but then also that maybe absentee or yeah, or you know father. You know, mm. like it, that dynamic. Even if the father's yeah. present but passive. So I like using those words: either absent or passive yes, fathering. Yes, yeah. Because the big ones, I'm not because saying it's very big, yeah. Like yeah, it's actually true. And and it's funny because a lot of us we want to say if you ask us about our fathers, we always say these really positive big things that are mm. just statements. We're good at mm. saying statements, yeah. But if I had to ask you, what is it you remember yeah. about your dad? I say I say about oh my dad was a great man. He mm. did good business. He supported his family, mm. uh, you know. But then if they ask you, but for you Xavier, you and your father, what was your dynamic? Mm. You know, and then. It always feels like such a personal thing because anything that's not yeah. pos- said positive about another black man, yeah. it almost comes across like attack. So if I don't say positive things about my father, whether he was absent or passive, mm. it always comes across like, oh, he was, was whack or something. Yeah. And then that dynamic means that we're just sort of making the mothers be everything. But then we're yeah. making the mothers be both mom and dad. The mom has to be everything. Yeah. 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 So I think, so going to answer your question, mm. I think we should analyze it, but only for also analyzing the other side. Of course. Of know? course, yeah. Well, like, I guess I brought in mothers just to mm-hmm. try and see again that dynamic in terms of how their relationship with black women later on in life is affected mm. just because of that initial stage of attachment. Yeah. But then in saying that as well, you raise a good point because it's not just mothers that influence how you then relate to, mm. the, to the opposite sex, you know, yeah. so... So I, I, yeah. let me give you an example. It's, it's better with working examples. Yeah. So let's say we're with a stereotypical, mm. let's say dysfunctional black family. Yeah. So mother's at home, father's either been caught cheating or is left or started a second family. Whatever variation of that you want yeah. to give. I'm very sure a lot of people mm. can relate to that. So what happens is then you've got a strong bond with your mother. Mm. Now remember, this relationship is completely different to what a relationship with you and your girlfriend mm. should look like. By our minds, we think mom fed me, looked after me. Yeah. She mothered me. Mm. And then you have, it forms such an intense bond and you don't have that much father time. Some people don't. Yeah. Like, I remember my dad time. I, I only played, we, we, we had a relationship, but on weekends maybe, or if we went to the golf club with him, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't say, I said, you know, I even cringe when I'm saying it like that as if my father was this distant guy, but he wasn't really around yeah. a lot of the time, mm-hmm. you know? And then when I went to boarding school, I just didn't see both of them for mm-hmm. a while in high school. But the main thing that happens is you get this really strong bond with your mom, mm-hmm. but it's very maternal. 
Okay, so when you move on and you leave the home, you know, a lot of us start looking for those similar relationships. And because you don't see your parents interacting, because mm. very few people have seen their parents interacting in positive ways. A lot of us can say, I mean, a lot of people have seen it, yeah. you know, but also a lot of us have seen the negative ways. Yeah. Fighting or passive aggressiveness, yeah, yeah. or even if mom talking about dad, she can be a bit snarky. Yeah. A lot of mothers try not to be. Yeah. I think they try to be protective. Okay, must keep my yeah. son's version of my. Yeah. My, what's this? This guy must look at his father in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then it becomes over reliance on your mother for every single thing. Mm-hmm. So emotional needs. If you got guy boys, you talk to your mom, and then it makes it very one sided. So when you leave the house and you go and become a man, go to university. And, you know, go out there to do your business mm. is you start making these relationships again mm. and you start going back into that maternal thing. So finding a girlfriend who, A, cooks for you and looks after mm. you in that way, like your mom, is yeah. quite relaxing. I remember when I met a girlfriend like that, a Zimbabwean girlfriend I had, I was like, wow, this is fantastic. You know, I come home, there's salsa, there's oxtail. Yeah. And I remember I was bringing home the bacon. I worked in a bakery, so I'd come back with free loaves. And oh, she liked yeah, her. Sure. She liked these funny fruit loaves. And I was like, hey, baby, I got you sorted. straight from the oven. I smelled like... <laughs> oh, damn, that's good. I thought, yeah, in my mind, it was quite a fantastical imagining of it. And she grew up very socialized, being the woman of the house. So, you okay. know, but... At the same time, we're both studying a lot. Yeah. yeah, very conditioned, but it worked very well if she was looking after me in that, in all those other emotion needs and feed wise. Yeah. But yeah. you know, my role was just like, here, here's money for stuff. Here's a gift, yeah. which is okay. Which and is what you're, I suppose, you're mirroring what you observed. Oh yeah, yeah. Blueprint. My dad was buying gifts <laughs> I, I all the guess, time. No, not not to try and put you on the spot. Oh no, put me on the spot because I, I know many other guys have similar experiences. <laughs> mm-hmm. But a lot of us seen those grandiose gestures from our fathers. Yeah. So a lot of us were really good at that grandiose gesture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if it's empty and means nothing yeah. to us anyway. <laughs> you know, but it seems to everyone like, oh look, yeah. he came out to a nice restaurant. He bought you a second car yeah. or like look at that ring he got you. But does that really it's show what your relationship is like or the health of your relationship? Yeah, you know? that's a good point, yeah. 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 So there's definitely work to be done. So when you say that, even saying it just shows like this, we just scratched the surface. Yeah. But we should analyze it, I think. But also just analyze yeah. that father dynamic. Yeah, big time. I, th- I think it's very important because again, like not just for men, but for women as well to actually mm. like really look into, I guess, our relationships with the first man in our lives. Mm. It's very important, isn't it? Oof, yeah. But in a way, for you guys, it's the opposite, which is the first woman in your life as well. And then see how then that's the teachings from your father. Like you are mm. your father at, at points. Some people do not want to be their fathers. So Oof, like, I tell you. Yeah. Sins of our fathers. <laughs> yeah, sins of our mothers. Yeah, I was trying to remember the, the actual saying. Yes, thank you. Yeah, okay, so that's good. Actually, no, now you said that, it made me think of just a quick thing, Mm. is that because a lot of black women in those sort of, Mm. let's just say African family, or even just even here, but Mm. essentially you get to see what your mom does in the house. So Mm. even the women, when they're socialized, they sort of Mm. get told implicitly and explicitly what their role in the house is, Mm. how to sort of keep this son or husband happy. Mm -hmm. But... A lot of, so a lot of time what that, what that translates to in my mind mm. is if this father's distant or not around a lot of women can still date those guys who are never around you oh know? big time you know it's, it's, it it loops in availability it's yeah. very attractive to if you if you didn't get that yeah when you were growing up see and a lot of us we were getting older and we we're just getting these things from our mom and our sisters but it doesn't really teach us how to have a relationship yeah. and i think yeah. when you get older a lot of us can see the shortcomings on each side but we do not communicate so yeah, yeah. yeah you know it's just something it's interesting yeah so I know, again, this is very complex to actually answer right Oof. now, but I guess how can you start helping yourself, especially identify your 
attachment style it doesn't have to be identifying that like you you're insecure or secure mm. or anything just like maybe identifying how if there's a pattern in your relationships at the present yeah and then also how do you then address mm. if you do notice that there is a bit of insecurity yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because, like, you know, when you say attachment style, we're talking like about secure and insecure yeah, attachment yeah. styles. Yeah, it's complex, and it's, yeah. we're simplifying it yes. right now. But it's just, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're super simplifying this. Yeah. Uh, but what I do find, so obviously, if we're going to just define Lucy, secure attachment style mm. is when, usually, with your parents, mm. you've got a very good dynamic. You feel mm. very loved by them. You're able to explore and do new things, and you know yeah. they're always going to be consistent in their approach. Yeah. And it's quite a it's not like if, if dad goes, you wonder if dad didn't come back after a month, two weeks yeah. or several hours. Yeah, there's, a, there's that, like you've got that security and understanding that your emotional needs are being met. Yes. But then also that you can also self-soothe, like you emotionally, you can also rely on yourself. Yes. Yeah. And then there's the insecure, which is just the opposite of everything you just said <laughs> in a way. But I think a lot of people actually, I find black women compared to black men are ahead. So black women are, a lot more of them are going to therapy. I tell you, like, seriously, like, you know, even people in quotations, Mark, you wouldn't believe, wouldn't know we're going to therapy, as if you can tell. Um, (laughs) I know. Actually, I I would want everyone to go to therapy so that way we can tell that you're going to therapy. Because I'm sure you'll be able to pick it up. You'll be like, oh, they seem content with life. Oh, you know, that's that's one. But then I love it when they start talking the lingo. Yeah. A lot of women give it that's away. True. But maybe when they're talking to you and I, because yeah. we are mental health people. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. Uh, but they start talking like, oh, you know, so I was reading about attachment styles or yeah, yeah. DBT. I, mean, I heard about borderline personality or they start mentioning complex trauma. These are key buzzwords where I'm yeah, like, you've been like, to therapy. Yeah, are you reading yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> a lot of people are saying that they are actually doing a lot of self-help stuff mm. as well so yeah. that's also quite impressive in itself yeah and, and to be honest mm-hmm. more, the, the, to answer another question you said is a lot of people already doing the self-help mm-hmm. and actually reaching out for help it's just that we're, we're new at this yeah. so I know a lot of black women even when they come to me by the time they come to me they may have already seen the psychologist they're on medications already yeah, yeah. I'm like oh wow yeah, yeah, you, they just want to hear from I guess a black clinician yeah, that they're yeah. going in the right direction yeah. that's very true and these, yeah. these pills given to them by this other yeah. person is legit yeah. or they don't ask basically things about side effects things that yeah. they feel are, are silly questions to ask yeah. their white clinician doctor or psychologist yeah. but then for me because we're on the same level yeah. of I guess racial we're black essentially yeah. Yeah. they can ask these questions but for yeah. men they come and start asking it but they ask around the way of what's the common one I get I just don't seems things just don't seem to be going right for me. Yeah. So I'm hearing a lot of that from a lot of black men who yeah. are in that space. Obviously, yeah. not every black man yeah. is that, but they come the same. First, men always come to therapy because of relationship issues. So whenever yeah, people talk to me, that yeah, I've mentioned that before, right? Like yeah. literally, if a guy comes to me in the DMs, I know that oh, what's happening with your girlfriend, wife, or why you just can't seem to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, oh, just they're single, but you know they are still very much active yeah. out there, but they still kind of make those those friends with benefits work. I love it. I love when someone comes to me and says, hey man, I just can't seem to make these friends with benefits or situation work for me. I'm like, okay, um, let's start there. But yeah. th- that's the level in which we come in because as yeah. men, we have to come in also in a bit of jokey way or it's, yeah. Yeah. there are very few men who have come to me and said, say, hey, my life is in the pits. I need to yeah. change, get some self-reflection. No, but wow. we, we don't, we're not. It's not as direct, yeah. No, but when they ask the questions and you give them the information, they're hungry for it but then they're going at it very slowly mm. and once they get the information i guess i was like giving people more resources i, I give people homework like oh go read this yeah, so even the other day someone asked me they thought they had a secure attachment style and then they realized after maybe a few sessions of therapy maybe i didn't have a great relationship with my parents and for yeah. her it was very conflicting because yeah. 
she thought the psychologist was saying that her parents were bad people, Mm-mm-mm. you know. But the way I phrase it yeah. is, the parents are just doing the best they can with what they yeah, got. They really exactly, are. Exactly, really. Yeah. And I was actually going to um say like a controversial rebuttal to, in terms of like a comment you made about we're new to this because it is controversial in that yeah. I think obviously from a Western lens we are new to therapy for sure. Like, yes, yes, hundred yeah, percent. people are new to therapy, but then I'd say. You know how like you have yarn, like yarns for indigenous people, but mm-hmm. for us, we we also do that as well in our home countries. Mm. But maybe not exactly explore um, our emotional needs per se, but yeah. we do have conversations, especially like let's say, like for Zimbabweans, um, like Anatete, which is like the aunties and mm. stuff, or even like again you go to the trusted source, or even Anagogo, and like which is like the the, um, grandma. the grandma, yeah, mm. yeah. Listen, this, this is. Honorary North Zimbabwean. <laughs> By North Zimbabwe, it means Zambia. But the th- anyway, it's your podcast. Throw the shade. Throw the shade if you have to. I'm just here minding my own business. I, he really is. He was receptive. I apologize. I apologize. Apology accepted. One of many. But in saying that, um, yeah. So I think we, to a degree, we have. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously not in the same privileged state that we have now. Because right. in the Western world, we have time to actually like try to focus on our emotions. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like in our countries, you have other Maslow's hierarchy of needs to attend Oh, first. 100%. For example, shelter, food. You know, Electricity, you're still trying to actually, money. Yeah, yeah, you're trying different. to address those problems first before you can get to this luxury. Mm. I actually think of it as a luxury. And I had to... Took me a while to actually realize because that, you know, my thoughts about um, wanting to make sure we tackle the impact of colonization in our country. Oh yes, and I was like, reel it in a little bit, yeah, because mm-hmm. see what's happening there. Yeah. Although they're trying though, this yeah. is, that, in Zimbabwe was yeah. that thing the the benches those mental yes, things. Yes, the benches. That's why um I've got oh, what's the name is, but essentially you got these yeah. uh, women who sit yeah. on benches and yeah. people go up to yeah. just in different towns. Ta- elderly uh, women. Yeah. Elderly women. Yeah. Who sit on these benches? They've got a certain yeah. uniform, and you can go yes. there and chat with them. And they're yeah. they're well versed in mental issues, yeah. but also they're not they're not the same mental clinicians. That's the way. Yeah, that's, but, but it's it's basically respected elders in our community, yes. and that's why I was like, I can rebut that because I know that that program is existing right now, and mm-hmm. it's actually it's it will work way better than trying to say. Let's go and formalize therapy. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. but then even in Zambia, we're having a few of those. I called my cousin up and she's saying like, oh, the public hospital, they've got these sort of subsidized sessions. So you still, yeah. you have, still have to pay something. Yeah. But they're definitely acknowledging that therapy over yeah. medications. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some people can do medications, yeah. but the stigma yeah. is so strong there. Yeah. Talking it out. For some people, I think it's even easier to just go talk it out. Yeah, um, I, I, for sure. Like, women, I find men, easier to take the pills because I just take the pills oh, and everything will be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like it, of course. Yeah, yeah. you know what true. it is though, because I I'm more inclined to definitely promote more of the talk therapy mm-hmm. before the medications. You you know my position. I know your position. <laughs> yeah, but, pointing at me, the gal prescribes <laughs> these medications, by the way. But there's nothing wrong with medication, obviously, as an adjunct therapy. But like, it shouldn't be the primary. You, you know how? Yeah, yes. This this in in theory. I just like to say, in my role as mental health doctor, when people come to me, it's pretty bad. So usually they need medication. Yes. So, so I guess yeah. so depends that on that part, lens. Yeah. So technically, when they do come to you, usually it's like towards like at least there's there's been a journey that's been had exactly. That. Yeah. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes we do know, you know, working in the public system and all mm-hmm. that they, they could be presenting for the first time, like and still heavily medicate them. Yeah, that's the thing. So that's the part. 
where I advocate, I, I suppose, against yeah. that um, ph- pharmaceutical use in, in the yeah. early stages, I would say. But obviously, like, I, I still promote, yes, if you need medications, take medications. Mm-hmm. Because it is harder than, um, like, you know, than actually addressing the real problem. Like, sometimes if you have to talk it out, it mm. could be actually more difficult for you yes. in that moment. So, you know, that's completely fine, yeah. 100%. And the... And the- so sorry, cut you off. You said no. I was saying responsible uh, mental health clinician. Yeah, I know, yeah. but I, I even like talking with you because Trace and I always go back and forth, you know, and it's good because I think then we're keeping each other in check, you know, what you're saying. So that way, when I see someone, I have to think: is medication really needed first line here, or can we get away with sort of going for therapy, see how they engage, and do that, or is yeah. it a thing we're going to do both? Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. it really is about providing patients lots of information. I find yeah, so that second or third time they come, then maybe they get it. Yeah. The first yeah. session is kind of like you're just getting to know each other yeah 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 and yeah. so you're not off the bat just prescribing anything so you're actually no. just trying to like ascertain like what oh. it is that they need at that time yeah whether yeah. they didn't come back as well you know <laughs> so well i'm good prescribing you heal something. Them. <laughs> oh yeah I, I wish it was like that but but uh, i think to to round up yeah. what you said in the question yeah. how to go about the healing so once you yeah. know you've identified a few mm. things given a few resources mm. i think you know we have to start providing more safe spaces so once again i do think a lot of black women have it safe spaces among the female groups yes, that's to right, really yeah. talk yeah. about WhatsApp. emotional things yeah what's up <laughs> every girl group got this cool whatsapp or facebook groups where they're dis- discussing so many yes, yeah. really serious topics from domestic violence to depression and things yeah, like that and yeah, that's, that's really yeah. robust even to financial things yeah, yeah, yeah. where when you do the the black male version there's some groups that operate like that yeah. I've seen a few not that many but maybe it says more about my circle my generation <laughs> I should say that yeah. um, but we're definitely always happy to talk about yeah. money or how to excel how to yeah. get that past that interview how to save up to get that first deposit house yeah. and then a Mercedes AMG yeah. and also maybe a good looking wife from whatever I, you yeah, know it's yeah. like we, we have a lot of those yeah. discussions so I can find many discussions to be uh black excellence black man okay, but yeah. not many to really talk about mental health issues or personal vulnerability yeah. yeah personal development relationships mm. I find like some people can talk about relationships but we can also be very flippant about mm. it mm. to the point where it's like oh no she's just crazy mm-hmm. anyone who just says that as a guy you know they're always like oh no my ex is all crazy mm. no really Xavier they're really crazy I'm always like are you sure you didn't make them upset or gaslight them but like no Xavier you should have seen them then I yeah, say okay yeah. if that's the case why are you dating all these crazy women? If you re- if they really are crazy, let's assume yeah, they really yeah. are. What's it? What's it about you? Well, you know what? That's actually a great segue. Again, you're like segueing into my next questions. Um, questions I have not yeah. seen, by the yeah. way. I love these all surprise questions. She refused yeah. to give me access to these questions. But yeah, because you actually talk. You're talking about like well, something you alluded to in your um, um, essay as well. Hmm. But also now, which is about difficulty again having these conversations, hmm. and I wonder what is what is the reason behind that like ah, what yeah. do you think like simplified reasons simplified reason mm-hmm. i do think a lot of it stems from how we saw our parents really mm-hmm. communicating mm-hmm. that's one so sometimes at home is if they're communicating everything's okay mm-hmm. father's come home not say anything ludicrous there's money in the paying the bills mom is cooking yeah. people are happy yeah. that's what we consider a happy relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know if other people have got variations of that where they yeah. saw the, the father go and like, kiss their mother like mm-hmm. Honey, you're beautiful as the day I first met you. You know, I don't know how many of you are seeing that in your homes. All the best. I, yeah. I'm so jealous in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then also we saw the fights and the arguments. Mm. So when things were very heated, mm. in even I'll say in my my 
my house usually it was around finances mm-hmm. and that's like a big thing for or any relationship black oh, yeah, or white big time, yeah. and they always fought about it the smallest things just mm-hmm. finances about mm-hmm. where we're going to send the kids to school yeah. where we're buying the uniform do we need to send them for this trip or not or mm-hmm. should we send them to a cheaper school yeah. which is you know it's i just remember it was just always about money but it was never i don't even know if they came to compromises all i know is that either mom won her way or dad won his way you know, I have to say, mom was a good argument. Yeah. Was good at argumenting. Yeah. So she won. She won argumenting. Good at argue, debating. Yeah. So she won all the schooling yeah. arguments. So she yeah. got away with school. But that means other things had to suffer, probably. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that, that's why I looked at it as like yeah. really had to fight it out. So yeah. moving on, talk about your peers, yeah. the people who you see, black on black relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I even asked myself, high school was definitely not ideal. It was a bit juvenile. juvenile. Mm. Then you go to uni. And I think uni here is different from uni back home because uni back home everyone's black, right? Yeah. Or majority yeah. black. So here, that's when you really see we're out here doing different things. Mm. And if you in university, if you had asked me, oh, what are the black couples you saw? I saw a fair few of them, but also, you know, I think we saw the drama and a lot of the good couples, I think, just stayed away out of the neighborhoods we were in. Mm. Also, I'm very sure the very nice black couples were just staying in nice neighborhoods, mind their own business because the type of neighborhoods I used to be in, people were very gossipy. There's always drama. You go to a house party and someone kicks in and says, Love. hey, you're sleeping with my girl. Or but, but then is it like relevant to that time of your life that you were young and in university? So this is bound to happen, you know, dramatic. Yeah, but is it bound to happen? I, I think it is. I, I think so. Because you, you know what, so? to, to a degree, I'm like, you're like, we didn't have the exact same experience, but I can relate to some of that. But like, mm. not me having the dramatics, but so surely like, witnessing some of that like yeah, not even dramatics. like in a black space too this was like, like the white like, spaces yeah and yeah. it was like it was crazy stuff that you was just be like really oh, yeah. like it's like a movie <laughs> so like, I, i'm looking back i haven't wondered how this is why i can sleep through hurricanes because we used to stay in this eight room flat yeah. in uh where is this is belinden kerr so anyway, griffith university brisbane yeah. shout out but essentially we're eight of us in a flat yeah. mixed co-ed yeah. and then this one guy used to cheat on his girlfriend oh, i think his name God. is fred you yeah. never hear this but this was like his girlfriend would come and start knocking on the door at like 2 a.m. drunk. I know you're in there and you've been cheating on me. And I remember thinking to myself, I'd come, I think it's like, Savior, have you seen Fred? He's been cheating on me with someone else. And I knew the truth, but I was just like, nah, girl, I don't know. I'm just trying to go to the bathroom out here. Can you please keep it down? It's 2 in the morning because you lie for your brothers, you know? Yeah. So you're learning all these bad yeah, things. Yeah, yeah and it's like, I remember, I remember thinking of her as a hysterical woman yeah. back then. I really did. I thought like, why is yeah. she coming up here upset? this guy has been his feelings with some other girl I remember it was so casual to me I was like why I came here it was normalized yeah, it's very, very normalized yeah. and then fast forward where you know that okay it's a bit trash behavior then now you reach the same let's say for me I'm in my late 20s I was like yeah. let's start having healthy relationships because yeah. there was a point where I think if you really want to have relationships yeah. you, you then stop all your playing around some mm-hmm. people it's later than others and you say hey let's do this straight if mm-hmm. I'm used to dating bad boys let me stop that if mm-hmm. I'm here dating girls with over drama I'm getting involved in these like two girlfriends at the same time dramas let me stop that and try and date well yeah that's when the suffering starts i've noticed because mm. then what's your blueprint yeah after all true. those things what's your blueprint yeah to for to start this healthy thing you go watch all your rom-coms or your tv and like so how did they do it on the tv again can you imagine and i really, really <laughs> should be asking some people go to church god they talk to yeah, the counselors yeah, yeah. and th- those are good resources in themselves yeah, but then yeah. it'd be a lot easier if we just had a naturalized version of what we thought a good healthy relationship looked like. Yeah, Something that was close to home. Yeah. So we'd have to search Beyonce, Jay-Z. We'd have to go search... Well, well yeah. I'm, I'm you know? thinking, I'm like, technically, if you were trying to search up right now mm-hmm. any sort of form of media mm. that depicted healthy relationships... For black people. 
Well, let's start off with just anyone, anyone, because we know that it becomes harder. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, closer you come to black, <laughs> but like, could like could you even mention a source? I can't even think of any source right now because I'm like, I really yeah, I, I can't because I'm like movies. Hell no, like there's always um drama in there. Like Cosby Show, it gets to, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, for let's forget Bill Cosby ah, the man. Okay. You don't. Oh, Ooh, you did I say that? No. Yeah, you I was did. gonna say Uncle Phil and thing, Aunt Viv. Oh, and then passed away. But yeah, I know. Aunt Rest Viv and Uncle Phil. Yes, obviously there were some dynamics where um, he had a bit of toxic masculinity. Oh, that's true. Uncle that's true. Phil. You know, yeah. But I still like. I think it's just the the fact that he was a more of a father to feel like to feel to to will. Mm-hmm. That's what appealed to a lot of people there. That's true, actually. Yeah, because he really was like. He had wheels back, like yeah. as an uncle. So yeah. It, 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 it's I think anytime we see a positive male figure yeah. in a family dynamic, it's quite powerful, and we we can we can like that. I'm sure if you ask your white friends, black and Indian friends, where they say like, "Yeah, that was really cool." Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of us um, might not have that same thing. Yeah. You know, and I think it's that longing. So you sing it in TV, yeah. and you're like, "Yeah." So you excuse the other behaviors. Yeah, you you're do. Like, wow, he's present, and he's actually quite decent like when dealing with his children or like you know yeah and then it comes that whole thing where when you even when you try to that guy you realize in this day and age that's like the bare minimum it's like oh you know what I mean and then that really shocks a lot of us sometimes I'm not saying all black guys but for me it definitely shocked me I was just there like I was like what you want more I'm not I'm not abusive we go on holidays I let you speak can you imagine I let you speak all these things that are still rooted in the same problems I give you financial like security man yeah even that even if you know I remember mine blew my mind when it's just that no it's still this is the bare minimum yeah, there's more I think then you even get on your high horse if you're that person where you think yeah. okay you go find in the streets yeah. you go whole life is better than me you know you start getting instead of saying <laughs> you're right baby let me let's yeah. work together to get yeah. get our dynamic healthier yeah. Yeah. let me also tell you things that maybe you do like in constructive way but you know in yeah. relationships things get heated very easily yeah. I get, you know it's very nice to say oh honey yeah. let's talk about that thing my anger management issues yeah. Yeah, or let's talk true. about your so excessive actually addressing like some uh, real like real experienced issues yeah rather mm. than actually sort of being superficial about everything yeah or, so, jo- or very jokey that is great because <laughs> <laughs> you allude to the lack of understanding when it comes to love is that something that black men struggle with themselves actually loving themselves I think the people who are struggling in healthy relationships I think definitely because I should say that there are a lot of black men I, I actually meet more black men now who actually have really healthy self-esteem and self-love oh, and know what yeah. that means yeah, yeah. Um, interesting they always seem to be creatives you know maybe it's about that so yeah I being able to touch your emotions and be yes. happy to be vulnerable to be vulnerable yes very mm. true I, I find you're actually right like yeah mm. I find that creatives are actually a lot more in tune with who they are as individuals and actually want to remain authentic and they mm. don't care about conforming exactly and that's something I've actually really appreciated like I've, I've seen and again I quote I think I've already praised him before but Cobbler like oh yeah I love Cobbler shout out yeah because okay. of like yeah black men don't cry like that series like really mm. touched me I'm like I'm not a man but like I, I, I love the fact that you're depicting that exactly I was like such vulnerability mm. so good I remember thinking you're yeah. so brave I think to myself it was such a wonderful series but I know yeah. also a lot of black guys in the community yeah. were like ah it's yeah. a bit soft man yeah, like yeah. this is this us yeah. no I love mm. it I'm like do more of it because I'm like those ones they will eventually fall in line or be left behind and we're okay 
Okay. Mm. Them being left behind. It's going to become like like this again. Okonko in uh, the things fall apart. Every yeah. every man should read that. Mm. But but you're right. I think you can get left behind, and I mm. think we need to have more mediums where if you think that okay, men so men don't cry, right? So yeah. yeah. If you think that's too soft, that's not your thing. What's your version of love? Yeah. And I think we do suffer in defining what love looks mm-hmm. like. I think we're very good at stating what duty is in a relationship oh, big time. Yeah, so yeah. duty i could tell you what my duty is in the relationship yeah. to be a decent guy quote unquote <laughs> duty duty <laughs> my queen i promise to never go to bed with anyone but you but i promise every night to work and slave for our children <laughs> you can make all these grand statements yeah. which are nice things yeah. in themselves yeah. but what do you the want to do <laughs> the bare minimum the bare minimum yeah. uh-uh. are we not driving bmw x5 that's the bare minimum <laughs> You know, yeah, I should say that it comes from like professional male situation. That's actually, um, actually so interesting because I, I guess I'll, I'll be a bit personal and ask you this question, which is very personal. Yeah, I'm sweating. <laughs> so, okay, do you want the fan on? I can turn on. No, the let's fan. go. The fan won't help me. Isn't... We'll keep going, like either way. <laughs> oh no, just go, just go. I know what you <laughs> Thank you. No, but, <laughs> but um, I was going to say because, like you said, that a lot of people are now starting to have healthy self-esteem and like sort of like have an understanding and know what self-love actually looks like and means for them they're attempting to yeah, like, yeah oh, definitely okay. some more than others to. yeah yeah of course yeah. Than others, yeah. yeah a bit slower than women but of course that's Oof, completely yeah, fine yeah definitely um i was going to say five love languages it's not my it's not obviously a huge thing but mm. i actually find it a good reference point just to actually start a basic conversation about how you want to be loved yeah. and how you show love what are your love languages Oh, me, my love languages. Oh, that's easy. Words of affirmation and was it intimacy, intimate touch. Words of affirmation. Yeah. Okay. Xavier, like you language? did really well. Xavier, you're so you doing... like that recognition? Yeah, I, I do like that. Who am I to like? But it also comes from my schooling and thing. I will and... humble you. I'm just... Yeah, I will humble you. I'm kidding. Oh, just the tears are coming down my eyes right now. But yes, no, I, just, I have to admit, I do, I do like it. I, I came very late in the love languages game. Yeah. Um, well, I think... It's not obviously concrete. It's not like no, no, it's not like. But I think it's a really good starting point because mm. it's actually at least it's an introductory sort of course into yeah. like how you like to be loved. You know, yeah, it's just at least having that understanding. And I think what I like about it is it's, it's quite simplified without going yeah. too deep into yeah. emo emotions, which for a lot of men, if I'm talking to, you can't get too emo. You have to yeah. sort of work slowly towards yeah. getting that. And by emo, that's in the wrong word. I think what I should try and say is be emotionally vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's really what I'm trying to get at. You know. And the love language is, is good because a lot of guys will fight it like, ah, come on, man. Yeah, That's, they really do. You know, because also it's, you know, they, without reading it, but then you have to summarize it for them and say, hey, it's just showing a way that you like to be loved or yeah. appreciated. Yeah. That's something a couple's counselor actually brought up one time, me and my ex were like, um, how do you show appreciation to the other person? And I remember I said my thing and in the bottom I was like, eh, yeah, but that's not what I really like, want. I was like, I was, nice. I was shook it, I love it. as they yeah. say. Because I felt like I was, I failed a test. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I guess I should say because I come with that academic, yeah. I intellectualized too many things. Yeah, so I felt yeah, like yeah. I failed this test to yeah. get to my girlfriend's emotional needs yeah. met. How could I? How could I? How I do failed. You, what's the book I need to read to get this? But apparently, you have to tap into emotions. I was yeah. like, oh, not that, not that book. <laughs> what? I haven't read that How one. How do you spell that? Where's the lectures? Please. Where can I can I find the library? A E O. Yeah, but it it really is quite simple. Love languages. Yeah. I think it does work. I, you get lots of pushback from men, definitely more than women. Yeah. I think a lot of women actually realize it's a good gateway thing, but quite simplified. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. we need to start somewhere. Yeah. You guys well, give me a book I that's... Think, that's why I think it's great. Because yeah. it's just... In, in today's, like, well, obviously climate, like, we do need to at least just 
just know the basics like yes at least because obviously dealing with the like let's say different conscious levels of the mind mm-hmm. that becomes quite challenging yeah. isn't it and then with really look at emotional vulnerability we are conditioned to numb that so yes it's very difficult to get into that it is very difficult when you're starting so i, I remember yeah. we laughed actually because i'll just give you an example what's something that's like not too private so i so we I think so. Her love languages mm. and what acts of service. Mm. Okay, that was her big, big That's one. That's very true. Yeah, very That's big. mine too. Just yeah. to let you know. And she did like give. She did like <laughs> gifts actually. She did like gifts before. It had to be the right gifts. I think thoughtful like gifts. Thoughtful gifts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something we have to work on. And for yeah. uh, for me, I'm, I'm one of those so guys who like gifts that have, are not for you. Yes. Oh no, I, that part I, I managed to get out earlier on. But then my 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 retreat was instead of getting to know my partner well and realize what sort of gifts would work for her, yeah. my thing was like, okay, I have money. What do you want me to buy you? Which seems sort of okay from my end but yeah. from her end it's like do you know me yeah. for you to like i feel yeah. things like there's a request they have to fulfill they're sort of asking yeah. for this present or gift or whatever yeah. it might be yeah. so in my mind i thought like hey listen i'm just yeah fighting yeah. to the red tape yeah. but something that we did do active service so she enjoyed things like can you take the bin out do you see when the bin can be emptied yes, yeah. instead of that type of guy was just waiting for to be told if i get told to take out the bin i'll Please. take it out too much fuss yeah and, and literally it's funny my mom said my mom said the same thing i told this story it's like yeah you're the same yeah. but at kids you just know you have to keep shouting at kids yeah, Mutale! Yeah. that's my zambian name Mutale! Yeah. why the bin so full Oh, mommy, I'm watching the Power Rangers. And you start thinking about why do we have to be told these obvious yeah, things? You know yeah. when the bin is full. You know when it yeah, smells. It needs yeah, to come out. Yeah. And then I because started... again, the bare minimum was always required of oh, yeah. at that time. See, so, mm. so eesh, already. But I was like, <laughs> but no. But having said that, I then took so with my, my ex. I'd come and see the bin. I started taking it out without prompting, and then she would say like, "Okay, Xavier likes being told comments. Yeah. You know, what, Xavier, that was really very helpful." Yeah. And I was like. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, no, I love languages. It's funny because you have to force it a bit because that's not our natural inclination. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, so I remember, but I remember yeah. I liked it. Even though I knew she was sort of forcing herself to say that, save your good job, I was like, yes, I am a good boy. I have taken out the bins. <laughs> but you know, it's funny, but then you can use that as a beginning to then work on to other things yeah. that are more complex in your relationship. Yeah. So you have to start yeah. somewhere. You, you can't start on the big things. Contrary to what you might may think, mm-hmm. I am actually a really great um, positive affirmer. Okay. I actually give a lot of words of affirmation mm-hmm. to people. <laughs> do you think some of this comes like your mental health side of things or you just do that naturally? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I actually think, no, because I'm very appreciative. Mm. But then I was like, okay, I think the, okay, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. So the, the words of affirmation that I do give are in the context that something would have happened for me. Okay. <laughs> then I can really show appreciation. <laughs> but outside of that... <laughs> outside of that, nothing. Zoop. So we heard here, ladies and gentlemen, or men rather, uh, do something nice first. And if she gives you very positive affirmation, you're on the right track. And if she gives you more positive affirmations, keep going down that track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing. You know something? That part makes me think yeah. of how much mind reading we think we need in relationships. Yeah, yeah. You know? Don't so really, yeah. instead of actually just saying it out loud. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of us people are very concrete. Yeah. You know, instead of saying like, oh, I hope she understands. I come home more, more grumpy. I'm like, yeah. I hope she just sees I'm grumpy. Yeah. Throw my bag on the floor. Yeah. And like, yeah. then the girl's like, are you grumpy, Xavier? No, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, tell me about that. Of course. <laughs> yeah, you really, yeah. It's like, just communicate it. And obviously, that's part of like, you did kind of give us the reasons why it's difficult for men to communicate mm. those um, I suppose well emotions per se but even like those things that they perceive to be challenging like confrontation like that they yeah. maybe 
they want their partner to do something, but they don't really know how to express that without yeah. seeming confrontational or like yeah. they don't know how to really sort of package it in a sensitive way yeah so so i, I, I can assume that that would obviously make it harder to oh it does communicate, so yeah they'd uh, rather bottle it up <laughs> see and that's why we have to have these shows where like we have you me talking about it so people can be like yeah that does mm. happen because mm. then i think together yeah. the synergy it's like obviously do this thing separately black men black women yeah. do their own thing but then come together yeah. really have to I don't know because I think by coming together then we'll figure out different mm. ways and see what works for other yeah, people or not because yeah. at yeah. the moment it seems always very confrontational when we come yeah, together yeah. in lots of spaces like mm. just media we're but... quite similar though so I think that's probably why again like you said the synergy exists because we're mm. quite similar but then in saying that I'm very hopeful that there are a lot more people that um, even like whatever journey that you are yeah. at um, that you are open to this and yes. are willing to just try something different like because the main thing is like about just trying to I guess bridge the gap between black men and women mm. in terms of like the conversation that we have yes. especially around those perceived um, I'm putting quotation marks perceived challenging topics yes such as these yeah which is like a lot yeah what do we even talk what, what, what are we happy <laughs> talking about positively I was even wondering Thanks. Six? Actually, no, that's even a lie. That's a lie. You know, it's like actually no, maybe like superficial things. Like I think people prefer maybe one-on-one conversations, but then at the same time, Mm. I have been at, and I think it's the context in which we I had these conversations. Right, parties where. Mm you'll be sort of having a nightcap with, with oh, yeah. you know with with everyone like yes. still around like everything's kind of died down you finish your dancing you're just like chilling mm-hmm. and the moment before people start going home yes and we've actually been having pretty good conversations but i think it's also the type of people that were present yes but i've noticed that like we actually have conversations where we're talking about like um i suppose our own beliefs around like marriage perhaps mm. or um um I guess dating outside the race and gender roles is a huge one. It's, it's such a common topic these days. Like it's actually quite interesting because I I really enjoy hearing different perspectives. Some of them, of course, are quite misogynistic. Um, If you ask that question, you're going to get answers. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, but it's, it's good to actually sort of tap into what people actually believe Mm. and then to actually, I suppose for me, re- um, orientate myself to reality because I'm very much in a bubble where I'm yeah. like the people I hang around, we're all like, I don't even want to, like, I hate using this word, but progressive. Mm. Like we, we, we're just very open-minded yeah. about things. So we're very much about like creating our own rules. And then when it comes to gender roles in relationships, it's about what complements the other really, rather than like saying this is the expectation or the traditional aspect that's required of mm. someone. So yeah yeah so yeah it's yeah. quite it's those late night DMs yeah, this works but I know I know it's always, yeah, like, that's why I said it's the context that's it is the context like. it is true and it, yeah. it's quite common I, I do notice that I, I we we I make more emotional headway with men late at night usually the drinks yeah. if someone but also it's because it's, it's my job I think because yeah. I'm that guy people feel more because they know like, eh, yeah. people tell Xavier really crazy things so yeah. this won't be too crazy yeah. Yeah. that's how they approach me I definitely know that's the inkling they have they're like Xavier on a day to day here some pretty yeah. hectic yeah. things exactly. so, so this so will this not is... be up there yeah. um, but it's because I run drinks where alcohol makes you disinhibited right oh you really yeah, you know? does exactly and if you're you're onto something there yeah I'm definitely oh, that's why I was trying to tell guys this if we can try and have these talks outside of alcohol spaces yeah. that's oh, a challenge in itself let's not do it yeah it's like ah no man <laughs> i remember one time one friend told me he's like 
what are we going to talk about if they don't have booze? Yeah, <laughs> like, or if they're no girls. girls. I know that's the second I was going to say. I remember it reminds me of a time in med school. So we were having these. Um, I don't know what we were trying to do. I think it was we were just being like guys essentially. So we're having these parties. So we got up. We had a all guys party. One of my friends had this really hectic apartment. His his dad had got him near the hospital. So we're just there in this apartment in Wollongong, yeah. just getting drinks, that's talking, cool. just very usual blokey stuff, which is very misogynistic, I suppose. That at the time, you know, it's two thousand and. Uh, Eight, mm. good, you know, good uh-huh. year. Very Back in the day, before we were, we knew what was coming for us. Yeah. Hashtag feminism, hashtag me too. Yeah. But essentially, I remember we had such real a good movements, by the way. Yeah, real movements. Yeah, yeah, started before Movement. that time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hands up. Yeah. But essentially, black woman too. Me too. Was yes, we always yeah. people don't talk about that. And anyway, we, yeah, we'll, sorry, we'll skip that one. Point, yeah. But I remember we had. Um, then we invited some girls over. It was good. Then we had our own. I said, guys, we don't need the girls. We just have had fun with the guys. So Ooh. next time we caught up together. And it wasn't really like a party. There's no drinking and no girls. They were just there sitting and they were just like, so what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, like the, the previous party two weeks ago with all the fun and yeah. drinking. The girls had come later, but it's just like, I remember, yeah, man, we can yeah. do this. We run yeah. this town. And then, hash, and then fast forward, you're like, so... um so it's biology is pretty party, tricky this you know yeah party. yeah sausage party <laughs> inside looking someone actually said um well i think it was a famous friend of mine vic g oh my yeah. god vic but anyway he said uh, where they're sitting then one of the guys was like this is really good being with the boys mm. you know nothing could make this party better then some guy was like actually chicks would chicks would make this party wow. and that was just yeah, it's interesting some, uh, like and the well, yeah. like being um uncomfortable discomfort mm-hmm. <laughs> hey listen I'm, i stay making words yeah neurologism <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah there's some discomfort for some reason like with um like men just being around other men mm. and obviously like not for some reason i don't know why it's like my catchphrase i like to say for some reason even mm. though i know the reason <laughs> <laughs> Who remember that? I remember the time you say that because you some reason. Me saying that all the time. I'm like, oh, for some reason. Like, oh, that's true. <laughs> I, think, I think I always thought you because it's like your interview mode, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's podcast mode. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just it's so interesting because like there's so like people are so uncomfortable being around like vulnerable mm. towards them. But it's not a safe space. It. Like we're very blokey guys. So if I had to say, yeah. actually, guys, I've been thinking about this girl. I've been trying to make this yeah. like. Don't be a don't be a simp, man. Yeah. Don't be like you do a wimp. See, the patriarchy is kind of ruining it for you guys. Yeah, so so then you know you don't talk about it. So then I go to weird websites. So I read what was that guy Neil Strauss, the game, and then you go out there. And you think, Never actually like paid attention. Good, don't me. don't. It's pick up artist books essentially. Uh-huh. So essentially, you know, and then we're trying to get our uh, emotional needs met by trying to learn how to manipulate conversations yeah. with women or something. Yeah. Oh. It's it's you know of itself that is the problem, but they appeal to quite a lot of people, oh, myself included so. at the time. Yeah, I remember yeah, thinking. Yeah. Because you're like, like I guess again, you're conditioned that you need women. Like you need women in that capacity of like, if mm. I have women, my status is elevated, which is true. Oh, it's true. Oh, no. you think about it, like, men who are married, yeah. uh, we look at them and say, "Woo, yeah. especially if marriage looks good." Yeah. Yeah. Or even like the men that get a lot of women. Oh yeah. That, that know how to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah. how people elevate them. So no wonder, like, everyone's trying to reach that status as well. Yeah, you know, it's a very funny status to reach. <laughs> yeah, you know, because we'll never crazy. be like. Actually, I always think, is it okay to have, like, the non-married black man mm. in his 30s or 40s? Because mm. I find lots of people, I think if they think very lowly of you, they don't mind. Say, whatever. You're never going to make it anyway. This is this, 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 this machismo that comes with being whatever people believe is your potential. 
You know, if we meet amazing boss ladies and they go off being single, sure, you can say some negative disparaging things mm. and like, oh, you know, she's so whatever, boss lady, blah, blah, blah. Oh, there's a lot more stigma mm. towards like single women that are successful and older. Mm. That's for sure. You know? Compared to men. Because yeah. men, it's like, he wasn't ready at that time. Now he can get married. And there's more like social yeah. acceptance. And um, Now, suppose he doesn't get married. Them. Yeah. You know, it's like, I was going to oh, say, it's like, he still he's gets... He's a bachelor. He's a bachelor. He's a 60-year-old bachelor. Hugh Hefner. Look at him. Like, he, did, my goodness. he did well, didn't he, for himself? That's what they were all saying. Hey, yeah. Listen, yeah. when Hugh Hefner died, I can tell you right now, the internet may have been watched lots of different stories, but in the black... In the, my men DMs on WhatsApp, it was like, a legend has died, my yeah. friends. You yeah. know? I was just like, I mean... Yeah, status again. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, we're at Playboy, you know, <laughs> Playboy bunnies. Even the phrase Playboy, you know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, R.I.P. Hugh Hefner. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to be giving that much space in this podcast. I sorry, know. Tracy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> part of asking you why black men um, find whether black men find it difficult to sort of express love to themselves was mm. then wondering if that sort of translates into why it's difficult for them to express love to black women in turn that was part three guys that was so exciting talking to xavier um we're in the new year so happy new year just wanted to say that quickly but definitely stay in tune for part four with xavier which will be the last segment for our black love series so i hope you've been enjoying it so far so stay tuned deuces